You're listening to. Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okamoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Asians in Baseball, the premiere, voted on by nobody, podcast about Asians in Baseball. I'm Kim, joined here again today by Naomi and Scott. And how are we doing this week? Yeah, I would vote for that. You said the most you fabulous. Would. Okay, great, yeah. great. And Naomi, would you vote us as the premier podcast about Asians in baseball? Hell yeah. Do we get money doing it? I don't know. Does anybody want to sponsor us? Uh, DM us if you want to. I got if, five if you, bucks. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us. But let's jump right in because even though we only we only have a week's worth of stuff, there's still a lot to talk about. Um, and first, we're going to go outside of Asians in baseball to do a little soccer, Asians in soccer news. Or Asians yes. in football, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Yes. I'm not a football Anyway, go ahead. And remember, football spelled with a U, not with an O. Football. Except at the end well, of if football. For Spanish, yeah. Football. In German and a lot of okay. other languages. Not uh, whatever. You guys, okay. we're going to talk about soccer. All right. So we forgot to mention this last week, but over our uh, August break, big news in the soccer world. Sun Hyung Min, the captain of South Korea's soccer team, Sunny, the star of Tottenham Hotspur, was named the first captain, first Asian captain of any Premier League team in uh, soccer. This is actually a pretty big deal because, you know, he's the first. He was the first Asian player to ever win the Golden Boot, and now he's the first uh Asian captain of any Premier League team. So congratulations to you, Sonny. You totally deserve it. And to uh, celebrate his new captain status on Saturday, September 2nd, he scored a hat trick just to, you know, top it off. So congrats to you, Sonny. What's a a hat trick for those of us who... uh, It's when you throw the cards into the hat, right? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. You like flip those card, playing cards into the hat. Yeah, and it, because it's soccer, you use your feet. You don't actually use your oh, hands. Yeah. You you flip it's the cards tricky. with with your feet. A uh, hat trick skill. is he scored three. He scored three goals. Wow, that so, seems hard. What's a it hotspur? It is very hard. Hotspur? I don't know. I like. Is that a Shakespeare reference? Hotspur? You know, hotspur. It seems cruel. If, like if it's a spur that like makes the horse go faster, you kick the horse with it and you make it hot. That. That seems like animal cruelty. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that seems terrible. Right? Yeah. Is yeah. that supposed to be a soccer thing? I'm, I'm not sure. When I think of Hotspur, I think of Hotspur from Henry the Fourth, Part 1, where Hotspur is the guy who's trying to kill oh. King Henry. Oh, and yeah. then Wow. King We're really Henry. out of our lane right now. We're okay, talking about Shakespeare right. and, and, uh, and oh, soccer. Wow. And... wow. You know, you know, when you wow. talk about the British things, all the British things, they come all out. start coming out. They yeah. all start yeah. pouring out. Everyone just um, stopped well, listening to us. Yeah, they were That's all like, fair. next. They Come were like, back. we're not going to vote for this we're for done. the Premier Asians in Baseball podcast. Yeah. Um, so let's get, we'll get back on topic just so that we can win your, <clears throat> we can win your vote and your affection. Um, congratulations to Sonny and congratulations to many of our position players this week. How do you like that for a transition? Um, Good save. My goodness. Wow, was- Kim, that was the best transition yet. Ah, thank it's you a, so much. There. Again, I'm trying to get us sponsors. Uh, I'm trying to show thank that you. we're professionals over here. We know what we're doing. Um, let's see. Masataka Yoshida from, quote, slumping. Again, he was never slumping, really, but for him. Slumping, slumping. at 300, yeah. Slumping at 300. I mean, poor guy. Uh, he he is, is, is back on the up and up, and he's being very modest about it, but he's actually doing quite well, in my opinion. Um, on, on September 3rd, he hit a three-run home run against the Royals. This is obviously significant. Three-run home run is huge, but also it broke his 12-game home run drought, um, according to the Japan <laughs> Times. And this video, have you guys seen the video? It's very cute. Yeah. It's so cute. So, so for Scott and anybody who hadn't seen it, um, so he he hits this he he hits the ball and he can't keep track of where it is. So he doesn't know that it's a home run. So he's like running around the bases, and at third he stops, and the umpire has to be like, 
keep yeah. going. Yeah. You, you can go you, over you, there. Yeah, yeah, you can keep going. Um, but uh, he did. He did hit a home, a home run. I don't know what accent that is. And then, <laughs> that <was> Shakespeare. <laughs> that was like a home, was, a home run. <laughs> a home wow. run. I just a lost home. all of the our Queen's English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very next night on the fourth, he hits another home run. This is the first time. Um, he has homered in consecutive games, according to Pete Abraham on Twitter or on X or whatever it's called now. Thank you, Pete. Um, uh, he had a two-run home run against the Rays. And fun fact, uh, that was his 15th home run of the year. And it was also on the exact same day, Seiya Suzuki hit his 15th home run of the year, which is a career high for Suzuki. And Masa is a rookie in in Major League Baseball, so he doesn't have a Major League record yet, but it, it does contribute to his record um, from now on. And also, just as a side note, uh, in the last seven games, Seiya Suzuki is hitting 462 with three home runs and 10 RBI. So last week, we were also talking about how, you know, he was a little bit, quote, slumping. And I don't think 462 was anywhere near slumping. Yeah. Got the bump mm, from I us. Wish. Yeah. Yeah, he's a shoe in now for Rookie of the Year. I, I can't see anybody else in the AL come up and, and beat him for rookie of the year this well, is there, just there's Yoshida. an argument to be made there's an argument to be made for corbin carroll um for rookie of the well year. i mean corbin carroll will be nl rookie oh of the right, year. right right you're Masa talking about yoshida, yoshida right yeah, yeah i'm talking suzuki. about yoshida yeah, yeah. yeah not suzuki but um yeah let me clarify <laughs> suzuki yes, is no uh, longer is no longer a rookie but man you know i know we talked about this yesterday but i would really love to slump like yoshida yeah, in what world is twelve games not hitting a home run a drought? You know, the, most major leaguers still would with love a batting to hit a home run I mean, every twelve too. games. Like, but it would be for like Otani. That would be like yeah. that would be a drought. A, right? a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, two, two weeks, two two weeks of games. So. Yeah. I mean, it's that's pretty high bar for for, for how often you're supposed to hit a home run. Because yeah, if you hit a Especially home run every twelve games, guys- that's like uh, on pace for fifteen to twenty homers in a season. So. That's not so bad. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Again, he's and he's being very modest and like, you know, they're very hard on themselves. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. he also uh he also made an an incredible sliding catch on the 5th the day after um his second home run. Um I think this is correct. A 7-4 double play uh on a base running mistake by the Rays. So he caught the ball. He he made a sliding catch for the first out and then he threw to second and got the runner there because the runner didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And so he he's doing it all. You know, he's hitting, he's fielding, he's crushing. He's doing it. For Boston. Um Yes, for Boston. And let's stay on the East Coast. Let's talk about the Yankees. Okay, so last week we were talking about how the Yankees are starting to bring in all of their prospects now because their season's over. So they're yeah. just trying to see who's... And it's September call-ups, so... Yeah, it's September call-ups. Um, so because of that, our guy Kyle Higashioka is also seeing less playing time. Um, he and IKF have not played in a game since September 1st, which is when the call-ups happened. Boo. Um, yeah, so that sucks. Um, and... Kyle, uh, and also the Yankees, this is not Asians in baseball related, really, but it is because our guys aren't getting to play. Um, on Saturday the 2nd, the Yankees started six players aged 25 or below in Saturday's game against Houston. That was the first time they've done so since September 11th, 1969. That was according to the New York Post, I believe. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Gary Phillips on Twitter, or whatever it's called, X uh, posted a video of uh, Kyle Higashioka fielding grounders at third. So perhaps we'll uh-huh. see him in the infield. Well, that's good. They're trying to find a place for him. <clears throat> what is it about the Yankees and catchers? So the Yankees had Higashioka had so much promise those first couple of years and, and the media was high on him. The fans loved him. And it, but then he kind of faded away and then they brought up other people same thing happened to gary sanchez who who has who is now playing for uh the padres the padres you know he was the sanchez was among the fastest players in major league history to get to 100 home runs in the in the shortest number of games he had all this promise everyone was talking about like he's going to be a hall of famer and then he just sort of flamed out the yankees are tough on their catchers man they just grind him into the ground so yeah hopefully higashioka can find another another spot 
Yeah, it's not clear. It's not clear to me. He He's entering his final season of arbitration. So does that mean that he becomes a free agent? I, I'm not clear what arbitration, like, or I know what arbitration means, but I don't know what that means for his, where he's at in his contract. Yeah. Is it, isn't that what Shohei was this year? So this is the year of arbitration for Shohei Otani. So prior, that's why the Angels made that $30 million deal with him. Yes, but then after that, does he does does Kyle become a free agent then? Yeah. So after after okay. your fifth year, you you're an unrestricted free agent. So um, until then, you can arbit- go into arbitration to whatever they offer you. Um, I think if that's the case, because that sounds about right. This that next year should be his fifth year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he signed in 2023 of this year. He signed a one year, 1.46 million dollar contract. Um, Man, they got to so, steal. And, 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 yeah, and it seems like he's like, uh, from the stuff that I was reading, he's like just trying to take it day by day and not focus too much on, you know, is this his last season with the Yankees? But as you were saying, Scott, I think there there's definitely an opportunity for him to be more of an everyday player at a different franchise. So Yeah, well, he is also shot. from SoCal, so maybe it's time for a SoCal team to call him home or just a there you go. West Coast team to call him home. There you go. Yeah, you know, like the A's. Just throwing some ideas out there. Not the A's. Not he the deserves... A's. He, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He played for the well, Yankees. Well, the thing is, is the that A's are moving. Yeah. If he true. plays the A's, he would play every day. Right. He would, ha- he would be the only person playing yeah. on the A's. He'd be the all-star of the A's. <laughs> He'd be the all-stars. All right. Well, let's keep it. Let's keep it moving. Um, so Anthony Volpe, speaking of rookies, uh, Anthony Volpe uh, is now like the, the old guy in the clubhouse now that they've been bringing up all these like super young guys from AAA. Um, and Anthony Volpe has found his has found his stride again, I think. Um, he... Uh, According to Aaron Boone, should be, quote, right smack in the middle of the gold glove conversation. Um, And, uh, oh, I also wanted to mention that uh, I believe this was earlier today on Wednesday, or maybe it was last night on Tuesday, uh, September 5th. Anyway, uh, he was batting behind Giancarlo Stanton when Stanton hit his 400th career home run. And in an extremely, like, classy and veteran move, um, Anthony Volpe used his one timeout, batter's timeout, to uh, let Stanton have a curtain call so that he could... Uh, everybody could see on the board that it was projecting Stanton 400th career home run, and he could do his curtain call. So that was that was really really nice of him. Yeah, because that's classy. He gave up an because before the the rule, you know, it would ev- everyone does that. You know, you just call timeout and let the guy have his curtain call. But now it costs you. <laughs> You're at bat. Yeah. You know, so that was cool. That was yeah. very nice. But also the Yankees have nothing. What are they playing for? Didn't they get into a fight? They got in a huge brawl with the Rays last week or something like that. So oh, yeah. I think there's there's bad blood with the Rays, I think. Yeah, there's well, a lot of the hitting. Rays are good and they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I oh. saw that John Boy just posted the breakdown between the fight between the Yankees and the Rays. So I, I shall be All watching right. that very closely. But I think there will only be one Asian involved since, you know, Higashioka and um, IKF aren't playing at the moment. So... Yeah, and or not Anthony playing as much doesn't really seem like a, a fighting fighting type, but I guess we'll have to watch the breakdown to find out. Um, he also on last Thursday, uh, August thirty first, Anthony Volpe became the first Yankee rookie and the fifteenth rookie in Major League history to have a twenty twenty season, which is twenty home runs and twenty stolen bases, um, and he got there on a three run home run, which tied that game. So he's he's shaken off the like you know. Since that chicken parm, you know he's been shaking it off. He's yeah. been he's been he's been doing good. Um, he also uh, did a he did a J- Derek Jeter throw, um, and I wasn't really watching baseball during the Derek Jeter era, uh, but I watched uh, a highlight reel of Derek Jeter's throws from short to first, the off balance throw. I, yeah, like he's like Jumps, jumping and yeah. throwing. So Volpe did one of those too. So it's cool to see him becoming more confident and having fun. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, no expectations, right? The Yankees yeah. aren't going anywhere. I think they're no. still last in the AL East, right? So now now it's really a great time for Volpe to shine and for him to uh, to really test out his stuff because what, what does he have to lose? He has nothing left to lose. He's already proven himself. You know, he's not, he's not going anywhere. He had a 2020 season. That's huge. So, um, 
you know, yep. something that Derek Jeter didn't even do a 2020 year. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Don't, the- don't hate me. Derek Jeter fans. Yeah. Derek Jeter has done plenty of stuff. Yeah. So he can, <laughs> He's well, in the we can have this one thing. Yeah. Volpe can have this one thing. Um, Gosh, where else should we go? Should, let's stay kind of in the East. Um, uh, Stephen Kwan. Uh, sorry, that wasn't a very good transition. Anyway, Stephen Kwan. Uh, Stephen Kwan has 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 been doing very, very well. Um, on Saturday, he tied the game with a two-out single at the bottom of the ninth. Um, he And we talked about this uh, whenever we had done our profile, I believe, on Stephen Kwan, or, or maybe just in another episode. But Stephen Kwan does not swing at the first pitch. This man wants to see a pitch before he yeah classic moves leadoff hitter move. Yeah, and and that's like what afforded him a lot of uh, success last year in his rookie season when he was uh, like however many millions of games he made it without a swing and a miss. Um, but, uh, on Saturday he got a pitch clock violation called on him, which didn't really make any sense. The pinch runner came in and anyway, then he was down 0 and one and he was like, okay, well I can't, I have to swing at the per- first pitch. And when he did, he got a two out single. So, uh, that, that worked for him. Yeah. That was a really, really sick play. Like he was, he was pissed too when that yeah, happened. Yeah, it was so like, weird. Yeah, um, I've never seen, you know, I think when I think of Stephen Kwan and the past, you know, two years that he's been playing, he's been pretty, you know, even keeled, very well tempered. He's not, he doesn't, you know, he's not that guy who used to play for the Yankees that everyone did not like. Do you know who I'm talking about? Donald Hutcherson or something like, I don't know. Anyway. No. no, I don't. I what I I was trying to make a point that he's not a hothead. Oh, Donaldson, yeah, Donaldson. Oh, Josh, yeah, Don, Josh, yeah, Josh Donaldson, like notoriously always yeah, screaming yeah. at everybody. Um, but Stephen Kwan has always been, yeah, he's he's a nice guy. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't get angry, but he he was pissed yeah. and he was fired. It's up a shit. After that it's happened. a shit call. They got to fix that. You know that if you're waiting for the pinch runner to come in, that the pitch clock should stop. And 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 then back to our earlier point, you know Volpe. So if someone hits their 400th home run, there has to be a rule where just give them a minute, you know, give them. No, they don't do that anymore because they're they're also like if, you know, if Mookie Betts is returning to uh, to Fenway, like they have to 24 hours in advance submit that they think that they're going to want a curtain call in in order to. It's so bullshit. bullshit. They just need to let the moment happen. Right. I do agree with like the pitch clock is good in many ways, right? It's keeping the game moving. It's keeping people more engaged. But at the same time, like we can't, the rules cannot be like this. Yeah. There's got to be exceptions. Yeah. Yeah, And like anticipate, come on, MLB, anticipate. We all knew everyone was counting down. All Yankees have is counting down big moments like John Carlos Stanton, right? Like his 400th home run. Like people are tracking that. Mookie Betts, Dodgers finally playing at. Fenway Park after God knows how many years. This is a big thing. And the pinch runner is just, that's just dumb. Yeah. Like, it just does, it also doesn't make any sense because it, obviously you're not going to, the pitcher is not going to start his windup if somebody is still coming onto the field. Yeah. Like, isn't, isn't timeout called to bring in a pinch runner? So that if there's, if time is out, then the pitch clock shouldn't be running. So. It just seems like some goofiness with the umpires. But anyway, yeah. Steven made it work for yeah. himself. He, he won. He did it. He did it. Yeah. And uh, then he hit uh, a walk-off sack fly against the Rays. And Kevin Cash had to give it up for him. He said, quote, Quan is not the guy in that lineup you want coming up with a guy on third base. Hey. So that's, that's nice. That's nice props from, from Kevin Cash, um, the manager of the Rays. Um I just want to talk about this very briefly because we have to keep it pushing. Um, we've talked about this extensively before with uh, Yusei Kikuchi. But there was an article um, on Cleveland.com with uh, the headline, Stephen Kwan and Jose uh, Tena, Guardians, Little Big Men, Come Through When It Matters. And then it goes on to talk about how they're small and how small they are and how they're successful despite being small. And I... I, I I don't want to get too much into this because we're on a tight schedule today, but just as a reminder, we don't need to be calling people little big men. Uh, you know, there is something to be said for power hitters who are not John Carlos Stanton, but uh, at the or same judge. time, 
Yeah, there's a way to not also be extremely disrespectful. Yeah. Hi, Paul Hoynes, who wrote this from Cleveland.com. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> you guys cool. get it. We yeah. don't yeah. love it when they do that. Yeah. Um, like Altuve just it, hit five home runs in two games, and, and he's like five six. And I haven't seen a single thing that said the little big guy with the big bat. You know, some like he's heard that his whole career. But like at some point, you're just a baseball player. You know. Yeah, like let let it, let it go after a time. Yeah. And even so, there's also a Stephen Kwan was doing an interview on MLB network called chatting practice and he even talks about it a little bit about how he's like a smaller guy and so uh he was specifically talking about how uh he's able to get out in front of the ball because his arms are shorter than like some of these like really tall guys and that's obviously like a legitimate observation that he's been making as a professional athlete Uh, but there's just ways to talk about it that don't have to be demeaning to the players by calling them little big men or saying that they could fit in somebody's pocket so just stop being disrespectful yeah to people of color. La- language <laughs> okay. matters. Yes. Uh, but the chatting practice is a cute, is a cute interview. Um, and around the 13-minute mark, uh, he, he answers a few questions about uh, Asian players and representation and stuff like that, too. So we'll link that if you want to check it out. It's kind of a long interview, but uh, it's, it's sweet. It's sweet. Um, cool. Let's see. We're keeping it moving. We're keeping it moving. I'm keeping an eye on the pitch clock. Let's talk about Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond is also having uh, quite the week since we've last recorded. Um, He had not one, but two walk-offs in a row against, not only against the Padres, but against specifically Josh Hader. And to rub rub more salt in the wound for the Padres, sorry, Padres fans, we do, you know, again, we sung your praises last week. We do feel for you. Um, Tommy Edmond is a San Diego native, uh, and he wears number 19 for Tony Gwynn, and he absolutely dunked on the Padres. Yeah, he did. That's cool. I wondered about the 19. I didn't know he was from San Diego because Tony Gwynn was my guy. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you and Tommy, you you both you both love to- Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Um, I wore number Tuesday, nineteen for the Bay Area Black Sox in nineteen ninety six. There you go. You're just like yeah, Tommy. Just Edmund. like you guys, me and Tommy. Yeah, you guys yeah. are exactly the same. Um, yeah, on, totally. On Tuesday, uh, he had a walk off single, and then on Wednesday, he had a two out, two run home run, and in that same game, had three stolen bases. Um, so he's like, he's cruising right now. Um, and then also he, and if you guys didn't know, he and his wife is expecting, they are expecting, uh, his wife is expecting a baby and it's like, wow, he's already have, yes, he has dad strength already. He has fetus strength. Well, he's sleeping through (laughs) the night. That was bad. That was bad. Well, he doesn't, that was not my best. Sorry uh, guys. He yes he has the, he has the dad strength already and also um, just going back to the Josh Hader of it all um, according to Scoops with Danny Mac thank you Scoops with Danny Mac um, Josh uh, Josh Hader had a .79 ERA in his first forty eight relief appearances this season and the Cardinals had not scored a run off of Josh Hader since September sixteenth twenty nineteen so not only did Tommy Edmond Again, absolutely dunk on the Padres and Josh Hader, but the record against Josh Hader is very, very difficult. So um, he also became the first Cardinals player with a walk-off RBI in consecutive games since Albert Pujols, who we love, uh, June 4th and 5th, 2011, according to MLB. So, Tommy, keep it up. Your kid's going to be real excited for you. Someday. Someday, someday. And speaking of people who we're very excited for, oh, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, uh, last week we talked about how Colton Wong is a Dodger, and this week, I'm sure you didn't miss it, but we simply have to talk about how Colton Wong on September 1st made his Dodgers debut against Atlanta as a pinch hitter, came in, blasts a three-run home run. Unfortunately, the Dodgers still lost. Um, but Colton was like, here I am. And I, I have gotten it figured out. Yeah. And guess, guess what? He's on the lineup tonight when starting Dodgers. Yep. He's starting the starting lineup. (gasps) He's DHing. Um, Wow. 
as the Dodgers are taking on the Marlins. Oh, so MG, yeah, yeah. playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a really nice interview that I listened to with him, um, where he was talking about like how. He was making adjustments like I freaking called it that I was like something in Seattle with the hitting coaches is not vibing with him. And he was like, yeah, he went to Arizona um, where the like practice facility is and he worked with the hitting coaches and he talks about that. If you're into like hitting and stuff like that, uh, then you might be interested to listen to that. Um, He so in 22 plate appearances at AAA in Oklahoma City, uh, Colton Wong was hitting 545 with a home run and six RBI. And then uh, if the Dodgers did not call him up in September, he was going to opt out of his contract because he figured since he's doing so well, somebody else would call him up. Um, but uh, he he obviously got the call up. Um, and yeah, he's we're so excited. Yeah, 545 is pretty good. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> when you have been hitting 165? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yes, majors versus AAA, but still. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of people can hit. It's not that different, you know. It's 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 a few breaking pitches difference. Um, so yeah, and that game against the Braves, you know, all the other Dodgers were struggling. That's why they brought him up. They were just like, okay, let's see what he can do. And he was the only guy who scored in that game. Everybody yeah. was just swinging and missing on the Dodgers. And you know, Atlanta, I I think Atlanta has the best starting rotation in the MLB. So the fact that you know Colton Wong can can score yeah. off of you mean, in Atlanta, you mean to get RBIs? Uh, yeah, RBIs. Yeah. Um, but but he yeah he was the only yeah he was the only one who got the RBIs. But like that that's huge because Atlanta is no small. They're no they're they're not the Angels like we're talking. No. <laughs> this is yeah, and when you're this is guy, this is a really competitive. Yeah, no, they're team. the they're the class of the National League for sure. Yeah, right. And when you're a guy that's been slumping all year and you get traded to, I, I think also based off the interview that I was listening to, part of it too might be because like with the Dodgers, um, he was like, you know, they they've been doing well. Obviously, they've been like doing what they're doing, and so I just need to come in and try to help. And maybe having a little bit of that pressure off is like, you know, what's what's helpful as well, which we've talked about before with some with some guys that maybe when you don't have so much pressure um, and when you have the protection, not that night, but on a regular night like tonight, uh, you have the protection of having Mookie and Freddie and Will Smith and Max Muncie, then you can just focus on contributing and not, you know, yep. not so much on the implications of it all but yeah very very thrilling stuff we were very excited um and just a little quick mention before we move on um a couple quick mentions one corbin carroll uh on uh the fourth his ninth triple he now leads major league baseball in triples as a rookie um and there's a very there's an article uh in the donga ilbo uh newspaper that the wording was very confusing to me but it seems that they believe that Kim Asong was uh uh making some uh breaking some records uh it seems like they believe that on Monday the 4th he became the first Korean player to steal over 30 bases in Major League Baseball um and also that if he steals two more bases to get to 33, he will match the KBO base stealing record for one season, which was set by him also in 2019. And if he hits 20 homers on the season, uh, they believe, I think, that he will tie Chu Shinsu for the most home runs by a Korean hitter in Major League Baseball. And they said, quote, there is no Asian infielder who set such a record in Major League Baseball. So. That sounds right. But yeah. So the Korean League, the KBO, they must not prioritize base stealing. Is thirty two is the record? That's it seems like Yeah, I mean you know, Ricky Henderson stole thirty two bases, you know, in, in a month. <laughs> um so um that's 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 fascinating. Yeah, and, and this twenty two homers would be the most uh I yeah, that does sound right. Dude. Here we were talking last year about 
Kim being, you know, I th- we I think I predicted he would be a, a a great regular everyday, you know, infielder. But the dude's starring. The MLB was doing like one of those promos for the game of the week, and it was like Phillies versus Padres. The Phils come down to face, and they said Kim and and Soto. They didn't say Machado or Tatis, so they listed Kim as you know the star that that the Phillies are going up against. So. As well, they should. Good, good times, yeah. Because he's a star. He's a damn star. So we'll, you know, we'll be keeping an eye out for those. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to break uh, Chu's home run. Yeah, didn't Chu hit like twenty eight? Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at baseballreference.com, and uh, at the age of thirty six, he hit twenty four homers for Texas. Nice. So I, I don't think he's gonna break it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's possible that I misread the article, but I found the wording to be yeah, like you said, the wording so. was weird. So yeah, I'm we'll, looking at we'll the wording right now, and I'm like, someone Google translated this article from yeah, Korean to yeah. English. So so we'll yeah. we'll link it, and you can read it and and decide um and decide. And also, just a quick note, uh, Kim Ha Song, you know, they cheer Ha Song Kim for him. Mm-hmm. They did the same for. Sh- Chu Shinsu, they always cheered Shinsu Chu, Shinsu yeah. Chu. So it's a fun Korean player in the MLB tradition. Yeah. But let's take a quick break and then we will come back and talk about the pitchers. <sighs> Kathy? Kim? Steve? Where have you been? We haven't seen you for seven years. Has, has it been that long? Uh huh. Oh. Uh, I was on a fishing boat. Training. It's part of the plan. Pla- what training? What plan? The, the, the third season of the Korean Drama Podcast! Okay, we're doing this again? Okay, but there's no body switching in this one, right? No! The only thing we're switching is the fact that we're going to watch a good drama this time. From 2020, called Itaewon Class! A story about starting a restaurant and... A dish that Koreans love called revenge. I thought you were going to say kimchi jjigae. I thought you were going to say juke. Those two. Koreans love those two. Listen to the Korean Drama Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Alrighty, we are back and it's time to talk about the pictures. Yes, Ru Hyunjin is still doing pretty well he has had two or fewer runs in each of his last five outings with a 1.50 era with 20 strikeouts over 24 innings he's currently pitching right now against the a's and he will most likely take the loss so um i know what's going on uh, why is this happening two, five to one it's five, five to one oh. Okay, five to two, five to two. Well, it's the A's, so the A's usually give up seven or eight runs, so as long as they stop the bleeding out. It's in the eighth inning. He did give up two um, two runs, and he only pitched five innings, and then uh, Richards, the reliever for the Blue Jays, gave up three runs. Okay, so so it wasn't Ryu, so. But he's going to take take the the loss. Oh, Ryu will take If they don't catch up. Yeah, if they don't catch up, but... Um, Three runs so, against the A's is is like one run against everybody else. So it, <laughs> they'll they'll get it. Yeah, but Ruhan Jin is still doing a really good job, still being yeah, yeah. really great. Unlike someone who really needs the bump, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and also Kim's heart because it's her number one son. Kenta Maeda is struggling. I'm a wearing lot his right shirt now. right now. You can't see it, but. Yeah. Says I'm back stronger. It's okay. You're gonna come back, Kenta. Especially now, Twins bats are really hot. We really need you. I bought tickets for the postseason. Um. So oh. <laughs> anyway, not personal at all. I have Respect. no no investment in this. But Kenta Maeda is struggling right now. He, oh. I, I, I do have to say that when he pitched against the Rangers on September second, he he was struggling, but he only allowed three runs, just one three-run homer off of nine hits, so that that's some great control. But this was his fourth consecutive start that he could not go past five innings. Oh. So, yeah, 
It's okay. It's not. It's not just him. He's working it out. He's got a month to, yeah. before the postseason. He can get yeah. hot at the end. He's not the only be, person. Yeah. Better, yeah. better to struggle now. Yeah, struggle now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he, you know he's not the only Twins pitcher who's struggling. It's just he's the only Twins pitcher that I really, really care about. Oh. Anyway, yeah. uh, right. um, moving on to Brian Wu, um, he. He's also struggling a little bit uh, versus the Reds on September 4th. He did take the loss. He walked three. He also hit three players. Oh, um, oh. yeah. Good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I it's mean, okay. the Reds are really good. The Reds are yeah. really good. So, I mean, not Which okay players? that he hit him, but it's, it's, it's okay that he took the loss. You know, Reds are a good team. So, yeah. Okay. But he did make a very sweet play. So, steer from the Reds. He bunted. Wu does a bare-handed catch and makes a 360 degree spin to get steer out at first so that was pretty sick i wow. mean struggling as a pitcher but to make a bare-handed catch and then also throw the runner out while doing a really cool spin that's really awesome we'll link that because it's really fun to watch um and uh according to some uh uh cbs sports uh Brian Wu has added two new pitches. So at the beginning of his uh, of his career of his career his season he was doing you know a four seam fastball fifty percent of the time, um, but he's lost some velocity uh, velocity not velocity velocity with that fastball. So he added a cutter and a sinker. So he's really uh, diversifying his his portfolio his pitching portfolio. So that's really. That's really exciting. Philosophy See, would be like, I sink, therefore I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can have that, Brian Wu. Uh, we give you permission yeah. to put that on a t-shirt and please wear there the t-shirt. Go. And you also come on our, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on the podcast. Uh, Kodai Senga. Oh, man. This guy is really on fire right now. He pitched seven innings on uh, September 1st against the Mariners. Only five hits. One earned one, one home run, two walks, struck out 12. Sick. Yeah. He's yeah. really lowered. His, his ERA has gone, has just plummeted for the last yeah. couple of months because he was up in like the three, five, three sixes, and he dropped almost a half a point off of his ERA in the last month. So, yeah. So, this is, I think, his third or fourth, I'm not entirely sure, but his third or fourth win where he had over 10 strikeouts. Nice. So, you know, he's he's doing the job because nobody on the Mets is doing the job, but he's doing the job. Yeah. Uh, it's like these guys that are on these teams that are done for the season are like, you know what? Yeah. I'm still going to do it. I'm yeah, still going to do it. I'm doing this. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the ace. He I think he he really I think what's really great about how well Kodai Senga is doing is that he's signaling to the Mets ownership team that like, you know what? I'm your ace now. I'm. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. your I'm your number one. Now go get me a pitching yeah. staff that can support me. Verlander. Imagine, who? Yeah. yeah, imagine that you're on your you start the season on a pitching staff with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander and you become the ace. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would be a really great rookie of the year candidate for the NL just for that, but we all know it's going to Corbin Carroll. But anyway, I just wanted to point out that like he he stood up he and uh, when I was looking him up for this uh, today's episode, I did read some New York Post articles about him, even though I really do not like the New York Post. And that is and I, of course, I'm just curious. I looked at the comment section. Hey. Comment section was not sus. They really like him. So, hey, that's really good. That's great news. That's, such that's how great I feel. News. That's how I feel when I read the comments. I always read the comment section on a post about Kim song because. People always pass, always pass. Yeah. But congratulations to the commenters of New York Post. You guys did not troll Kodai Senga, so congrats. I really, I love it. The only time I'll ever praise the New York Post, I think the last time we did that was for Matsui. Um, (laughs) Who also, the commenters on the New York Post, when they talk about Matsui, also passed the vibe check. But who doesn't pass the vibe check? the Texas Rangers because Dane Dunning has been demoted back into a reliever position. 
Um, he he's been struggling, guys. He uh, versus the Astros, five point one innings pitched, eleven hits, nine runs, nine earned runs, three hits, yeah, two walks. Rough. Yeah, he three home runs, not three. Yeah, three home runs. Three home runs. Yeah, yeah, it does. According he, he to just CBS, had a baby, right? Right. Yeah. He's like busy. He's four tired. months. Yeah. Like three months ago. So uh, baby's really active right now. Um, according to CBS sports, uh, he has allowed 16 runs on 21 hits, five of them being homers, 10 walks in 13.1 innings over the last three outings. He Oof. is yeah, struggling they and need to check his, his arm. Like, yeah, I was going to say yeah. that sounds like injury. injury. Yeah. Yeah. Look at I me. Mean, I'm a freaking I'm freaking sports trainer now. Yeah. That's I mean, right. There's a catcher for the Twins that pitched four innings better than that. So Guardians. About, for the for the Guardians, right. It's about the same, I guess. So hmm. Oof. It's not. But anyway. Yeah, I was I was scrolling through Instagram and I heard Dane Dunning and I was like, "Ooh." And then it was like hey. Jose Altuve like hit a bomb off of him and i was like Oof. keep going keep yep. going keep Scroll. going yeah yeah so with nathan and Voldy back with the rangers and the rangers having five healthy starters he's going to be doing some long relieving bulk innings moving now into the postseason mm-hmm. um but you know the thing is is that the rangers it's really competitive in the AL West right now we got the rangers the astros and the mariners all competing like it's it's one they're all like one game apart it's it's nuts so you never know what happens i strongly encourage that the pitching staff of the rangers take a look at dane dunning because remember like in the beginning of the season he made a tremendous comeback yeah so you know i'm sure i'm sure he's fine he's fine but Check on him because we don't want another uh, Shohei Check situation. his UCL, you know. Yeah, that's Check right. It. <laughs> that's right. Make him get the imaging. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fujinami got his second save versus the Angels last Bless night. Up. Yeah, he was Closed dominant. out the 10th inning. He was dominant, you know. He has been scoreless for the 13 of the last 20 appearances with the Orioles. So it's really <laughs> whatever the Orioles yes. are doing, it's working. Um the Baltimore Sun had des- uh, described Fujinami and his pitching as electric stuff. So now wow. the city of Baltimore is really coming behind, um, uh, coming behind supporting. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but they're they really like Fujinami backing, and that's, backing him up, backing him yeah, up, yeah, backing him up, supporting, backing him up, yeah. supporting him. They love him um, by that one Baltimore Sun article and. Uh, Orioles manager Brandon Hyde said that, you know, with Fujinami, they've been working on throwing strikes, working ahead in the count, being more aggressive with his fastball, uh, 101, 102. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and having more confidence in the last couple of times out. So I, you know, sometimes you just got to go to a different place, just like Colton Wong, to just exactly. work out the stuff. And remember, I think Fujinami is our most improved <laughs> player yeah by far absolutely i mean what's his era at this point it's in the sixes so wow that's from, amazing from 18, no 18 it's 7.42 oh it's seven seven okay yeah seven point four two. yeah so down from 18 i mean my goodness yes and uh there's this wonderful photo that i will uh post for our for our instagram of adley rutchman and Fujinami just smiling at each other like they're lovers. And I think that's really, that's really great. So he found a catcher. He found a battery mate that he has really connected with. So, you know, sometimes who would have thought Baltimore? Is it too soon to ask if this is yellow fever? Is this uh, a, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's fine. It's working in Fujinami's benefit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I say uh, go with it. Yeah. Let's just, this is like it's such a unique instance of a playoff caliber team seeking out and signing a or trading for a struggling guy who started the season as a starter, then got demoted to reliever on 
the well now the second worst team in baseball. I don't I haven't checked the standings recently, but a couple days ago the Royals became the team with the worst record in baseball. Yeah. But um you know, he he came he was not doing well on a terrible team and Baltimore was still like, "No, we see the potential in this guy." And now he's delivering for this playoff caliber team. It's just very cool to see. Yep. Yeah, I mean you know, I it was it was really worrying when Fujinami was just really struggling at the beginning of the season and being like, oh, he only has a one-year deal with the ace. Like, what's going to happen? Well, I think he's fine. And I and I was right. Yeah. He's now, he's now going to just straight up become – I think he's going to become a closer. I think the yeah. Orioles is going to make him a closer because if you're – if they're trying to get him to be more aggressive with the fastball because 100 miles per hour isn't – aggressive enough and that it needs to be 101 102 all the time that's closer shit that's like closer yeah that's closer speed right there so and yes the a's have been regulated now uh lost its ranking they are the worst team in the league the royals won some games so they're doing okay now they're 314 while the uh a's are 302 yeah so well and they'll get even though yeah even though Fujinami saved the game, he was the only Japanese player who appeared at Angel Stadium. Nice, nice transition. Last night, because Shohei Otani has missed the last two games due to oblique tightness. Um, and also missed pitcher day yesterday, and they had a stand-in for him, and they're going to Photoshop his face in. The stand-in looks like a white guy from the back. I was I like, mean, that's a it white could guy. Be, it could be anyone, because if they're going to Photoshop over him, he's just taking up the space. You know, like, they could have just used a cutout. Like one yeah, of those it's, they could have um, just left it, nobody there, and then Photoshopped yeah, him that's in. that's true. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson wasn't available. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon, even, you know. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, Miss, all Missed our an opportunity there. Yeah, they really, they really could have um, been on the new Agent AF T-shirt that Will Choi can uh, update. But um, so, yeah, Shohei, let's talk about right. Otani for the last five minutes. Five of our minutes recording. before Naomi has to bolt. All right. Yep. All right. So his agent finally, you know, some dust has been settled, and his agent did a press conference where he basically said that he tore his UCL, it's not the same injury that required him to get the Tommy John surgery. So it's a different ligament. No, it's um, the same. It's the same ligament. It's a different part of the ligament. So oh, his okay. original Tommy John surgery is still intact, yeah. which is what the agent said is the best case scenario. <sighs> yes. So that's, that's good news. Um, according to everybody else, because I don't really understand what's going on. Uh, and I'm a medical a... doctor, so I yes. can. Thank you, Dr. Cooper. Um, yeah, you <laughs> sound like a doctor, so you're an actor. Yeah. It's acting. Remember, Kim is going to play the doctor, the physical therapist, and that's right, a bunch of other roles in the Otani biopic movie coming to you in 2051. Anyway, so... Uh, Otani, uh, his agent basically said that surgery, some kind of surgical um, procedure is going to be inevitable. Um, but Otani still has plans to be a DH at the start of next year's season. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. We'll see if he'll even play today. Um, so let's take let's take a guess. Do you think Otani is gonna? Are we gonna see Otani for the rest of the season, or do you think it's just like, nah, he's? If I was Otani, I would just peace out, just like how Trout has peaced out for the rest. Of the if season. I was Otani, I would do the same. I would get yeah. I would get out of there, and I would start resting now and rehabbing now and yeah. get surgery. Get the now surgery now. Because Ow, I my oblique believe- is really hurting. Ow, yeah. Yeah, what I does that play. even mean? Yeah, he. I think that he is going to I, – I really think that he believes that he can DH at the beginning of the 2024 season, and that's why they're saying that. I don't think it's just like a like a marketing move to try to like keep teams interested. I think that he probably really believes that. 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see him exit the season. Although it might be in his best interest to keep hitting home runs to keep his market value up. So there's that like too. You said, I don't like know. He's gonna win the AL title. Like or he'll probably win the AL yeah, yeah, title. He'll win without... it. But like just to prove that he know. can the still do it. He... With well, the, with he the did. injury. He didn't he didn't he hit like a yeah. homer yeah, he kept, after he kept hitting home runs, but like yeah. that's what I'm saying. But now it's like is I he might want to keep playing for the Angels to you know, get to fifty and you know, if it's stupid, but that's like a milestone and that adds to his market value, um, and it proves that he he can still hit well with this injury. Um, so, yeah, I think if well, he can be out there, he will be out there. He's not like us. If it was us, we'd be like, "Fuck it, let's I'm out. Let's just uh, go fishing and my surgery, and you know, do do whatever." But I, he's Otani. He doesn't want to sit. He wants to be out there hitting home runs. So, yeah, yeah. But is that what's best for him? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, the the thing is, is that, like, he's got to rest because that man, like, when he is trying to hit homers, he is twisting that body. He is, he is put, putting so he's much power and tightness. Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, and it's still crazy because I think, I think he already, he doesn't have to get to 50. I think he already has the milestone. The fact that he went until end of July or, or beginning of August, whenever I don't remember the exact timeline of the Otani injury train, but (laughs) doing all this is just like, how is the, how is his market value going to drop after this? And plus like, you know, well, if he's damaged I did think goods, it, is that's the thing. If the teams, if teams don't think, say that, it, well, I'm, I'm saying that's what that's what every GM is wondering and trying to find out how how bad is this injury situation? Is he as damaged goods as Julio Urias? No. Well, that's well, a that's a kind very of, different situation. That's real damaged goods. I'm going to step in for Naomi because she's got to run, but um, we're just going to have to wait and see, quite frankly. We're just going to have to wait and see. So we'll see if Otani continues to play this week or if we get any new Looks like he's in the lineup today, so there's that. We'll see if he gets scratched again um, yeah. and for another game. But in the meantime, keep us posted on anything new you see. We'll be watching baseball. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Asians in Baseball. And we will catch you next time with more Asians in Baseball. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball, on Twitter at AZNs in Baseball, email us at Asians in Baseball at gmail.com, or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks.